0: Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. Today, we are going to discuss intentional movement and mindfulness. Subscribe to the new series of Walk With Me Podcasts of 2021. It is available on all major podcast platforms, JRQ TV and YouTube. Now, my guest today is Maria Angelova. Maria Angelova is with the company Rebellious International. She's a body-mind coach, founder and CEO of Rebellious International, and a lifestyle and wellness which is a lifestyle and wellness company. Welcome to the show, Maria.
1: Hi, how are you doing, Gigi? It's such a pleasure to be
0: here. Fantastic, it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from?
1: You, I don't sound American, I don't sound Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I know my accent always gives me away and that's one of the first questions. I'm actually from Bulgaria, which is in Eastern Europe. And I've actually been in the United States since 1992. However, I studied English back home, so my accent has stuck with me. Um, I came here. I was 15. I started, I did high school here. I went to UGA and did an undergrad degree in finance. And then I moved to Atlanta, did a graduate degree in finance, again, MBA. And I lived for a couple of years in New York, got married, and that brought me back to Atlanta. So Georgia is my home state in the United States.
0: <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Now tell us more about your experience working in both the corporate finance and entrepreneurial worlds.
1: Very different worlds, right? Um, in some ways similar. The I have to tell you, so I was in corporate for almost 20 years, 17 plus, and then now I have been in the entrepreneurial world for about four and a half years. And I got into the entrepreneurial world a little bit on the cocky side thinking, oh, I have an MBA. I've got the corporate experience. I got this, right? And it was a very humbling experience because it was like, mm, no, let's take you on this humongous growth journey and teach you a thing or two. So I think, of course, both places have advantages. I was not one of these people who hated the corporate world. I actually enjoyed it. I love numbers. I love analytics. I love processes. So I loved what I did. And I was privileged to work with a lot of fantastic people. So that was all great. But I think the entrepreneurial world has truly, and what I'm doing now is truly my purpose and what I'm meant to do. So that is extremely fulfilling, changing people's lives and connecting with amazing people and just people who understand, you know, understand you as an entrepreneur, who have walked that walk, understand to the challenges and the growth opportunities that we've had to go through to be where we are. That is absolutely fascinating. And I'll tell you that, I had no idea I was up for this experience. And to be honest with you, if somebody had told me everything I would have to go through, I'm not sure that I would have jumped ship because I thought it would be easy. I'm just going to start my companies and the clients
0: would just float over, right? That's right. We all start our companies thinking, okay, it's going to be easy. But no, you have to go through the uh, the trials and tribulations to get to where you are today. It's, yeah. it's a journey, and you have to enjoy the journey along the way. Absolutely correct.
1: And you know what? That has been probably the biggest lesson for me because I used to be very much that type A control freak, I want it my way type of thing. And entrepreneurship very quickly teaches you that that's not necessarily the way it would go, right? So you go this way, but then the path kind of goes this way and then this way and this way, and maybe you end up here or you maybe end up right here. But now you just have, I just know I have to embrace where I'm going and instead of being stressed out and anxious about it, just accept it and enjoy every moment and learn from it, right? The things, there are times when we mess up, but those are learning opportunities. And, you know, even embracing those challenges as opportunities makes such a huge difference.
0: That's right. Now, tell us more about your experience as a finance director.
1: Finance director. So lots of numbers, Lots of Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> Lots of, I used to do corporate finance, right? So my last job, I supported the um, sales and marketing team for an insurance company. I supported the original president as well as the executive team. So it was all about the business that's brought up, expenses, all that thing. Very precise and to the pointings, which I was having a conversation with a friend talking about flowing through life, exactly what we just uh, talked about. And she was like, yes. She's like, it's all about being flexible. And that's like hit me because I used to do reporting, uh, reporting of billions of numbers, right? And then in some of my jobs, I've prepared reporting for Wall Street for shareholders. There is not much flexibility there. You either get it right or you don't get it right. And you better hope that you do get it right, because otherwise you hear about it, right? So it's two very different worlds. I actually love numbers. Um, I actually love spreadsheets, I love reconciliations, but I guess that's why I went into finance. I think the interesting part is that because I'm very analytical, even though I'm doing fine—I mean, Pilates now, which are two completely different things, it is very fascinating to see how the analytical part translates from finance into seeing how the body moves. I find it fascinating, but I'm a little bit geeky, so I find things fascinating that some people think
0: are weird. And I love finances as well. So I I definitely understand where you're coming from. Now, what does intentional movement and mindfulness mean to you, Maria?
1: So I have done fitness for a very long time. I got into the fitness world myself. I started working out when I was in first grade. I was a swimmer. And then I got into the gym at age 12. And then I taught group fitness since I was 16. And I think a lot of us, we go to the gym, we go through movement. And we kind of know what we're supposed to do, but we don't really think which muscle group am I working? Where should I feel this exercise? How should I feel that exercise? How should my breath coordinate with the movement? And the Pilates style that I teach now is very unique because it is very, very, very detailed. And I had a new client come in yesterday and I said, just keep an open mind and know that you might have your eyes blinking really what? Yes. what am I supposed to do? And she kind of laughed about it, and then we got on the apparatus, and sure enough, she goes, oh, my gosh, there is so much to think about. Your feet, your knees, your hips, your stomach, your shoulders, your neck, your arms, your legs, and she was like, holy cow. So intentional movement is truly being aware of where your body is in space the entire time as you're moving, and that's something very unique. But that's, that's also where the therapeutic effect of the movement comes because for the time that you're being intentional for the movement, you have to be focused just on your body. You have to be aware where your body is in space. You have to be aware of your alignment, which muscles you're utilizing, which muscles you're stretching, which muscles are engaging, and so forth. And it is very fascinating. And I will tell you that, well, let me ask you a question. When you go to the gym, do you really think about what you're doing or do you just go put your, you know, headphones and just do whatever you're supposed to do.
0: That's right. And a lot of people do. A lot of people do. They just put on the music and then they go in the gym and that's it.
1: Yes. They are not intentional about how they move. And I'll tell you an observation with people I have been working with. Now they're so observant of, people around or they say, oh, my gosh, I went to the gym and now my workout is completely different because I'm thinking about my core engagement. I'm thinking about my shoulders. I'm thinking about my back. Am I protecting it where my feet are in space? And that's fascinating because, one, you're more efficient with the way you move, but, two, you're also protecting your body. And I think that's how a lot of people get in trouble because they see something and then they repeat it without really knowing what they're supposed to do and how to engage. And over time, they hurt themselves, right? So this is all about being effective in how you move. But as I also mentioned, it's very therapeutic for the mind because for an hour, you get to think about nothing else but your body, your experience in that body, and what's inside. A lot of people get very emotional because they get the release of feelings as they're moving That's another thing to think about. Nowadays, society where we're go, 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 we don't stop and think, well, how am I feeling? Where am I feeling this emotion, right? We just suppress, 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 suppress. If there is ever pain, we just pop a pill and keep going. And we don't really listen. Our body is a powerful powerful mechanism. for. It gives us all sorts of signals if we're willing to listen.
0: That's right. And awareness truly matters. Now, while we're on this topic here, let's talk about individuals that tend to drift in their lives. How important is it to be mindful of your movement and intentional about the movement that you do in this lifetime?
1: Yes. And I will tell you, I think the way we move is also very symbolic about how we present ourselves in life. For example, it's very interesting to observe stiffness in a body because stiffness in a body can also be reflective stiffness of the mind. So people who tend to be, who like to be in control, for example, you tend to see some more lack of flexibility into their body. So it's very interesting to observe those patterns. People who are very stressed out, you see a lot of this, but a lot of people are not even aware that they're doing this, or some people just breathe like that, and there's so much tension. And if you think about how we go through life, a lot of times, we just go, I call it autopilot, right? We just go, we get up, we do one, two, three, four, five, we eat dinner, we do X, go to sleep, and repeat, and repeat, and repeat. We don't really slow down to, to be present in the moment, to go through each and every day and feel the experiences that are all around us, even the little things that are happening, right? In a lot of ways, we're blessed in many, many, many ways. But unfortunately, a lot of times we tend to focus on the problems that we have. And I think if we change, if we live life with a different perspective and different awareness, that reflects in how it feels, that reflects in how our body feels.
0: That's right. Now, let's talk about self-care. What does self-care mean to you? Well, self-care is taking care of
1: yourself right? And a lot of people think self-care is selfish. And I actually think it's exactly the opposite way. One analogy people love to use about self-care is when into the airplane, there is a, what happens in case of emergency, right? Put the oxygen mask on you first and then help the next. Self-care is the same thing. You can't, you can't overflow and uh, you can't overflow from an empty cup, right? You have to keep your cup full. So self-care is, it's really the basics which we all know, right? Sleep well, eat well, hydrate, do your exercise, breathe, be present, enjoy life. And think about all of these things, how challenging they are for a lot of us just because they're not a priority, right? We have a priority with the work, with the family, with the pets, with whatever it is, the volunteer organizations. But it, is, it truly takes effort to make self-care a priority. And I think it's very interesting that if you think about going to school, nobody really teaches you about self-care, right? They teach us how to be driven. They teach us how to be resilient, how to perform well at the job. But nobody tells you in order to perform your best, in order to have the best focus, in order to present yourself more most authentically, you need to take care of yourself and you need to feel good about yourself. Because when you feel good about yourself, everything else just becomes more natural and just more flowy, less forceful.
0: That's right. I truly agree. Now tell us more about the major challenge you had to overcome in your life, Maria.
1: A major challenge, where do we start? You know, one of the biggest challenges in my life probably has been losing my dad. He died when I was 19 from lung cancer. And that was for obvious reasons. Uh, a challenging thing. But we were also in a new country. So we came here in 1992. He passed away in 1996. We had just started kind of embracing our new life here. It was challenging coming from a different country, especially as a teenager, uh, adapting to the new environment, adapting to the new cultural norms, making friends, different language. And then that was for about a year and a half before he passed. So... That was truly a challenging thing, and you know, I think it's interesting to to look at it as perspective. I really wish that I knew a lot of the things that I know now back then, because I think there are a lot of things we can do naturally when we are dealing with diseases. Because if you have heard of Louise Hay, she yeah. um, she talks how every disease uh, is, is, has a cause emotions, right? So emotional health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, oh, my perspective on all of these things is completely different now. And I think dealing with his death, dealing with his passing, dealing with my mom being a single mom to two kids, 19, and my brother is five years younger than me. That was a challenging experience, but, um, you know, that's one of those things that it is what it is. Unfortunately, there is no going back. But I think it's also another thing that reminds me of the perspective of self-care and taking care of yourself, right? My dad had a cough that had lasted for about six months. And my mom kept telling him, go check it out, go check it out. And he was a healthy guy. He didn't smoke. So he would always brush it off. He'd be like, I am fine. I'm fine. And when he finally went, it was like, "What's well, too late. So, Once again, our body gives us signs. It's important not to ignore those signs, but to listen in, because who knows, things may have turned differently. We'll never know. But take care of yourself and make it a priority, right? That's a big lesson.
0: That's right. Now, Michelle joined us and she said, so important. Self-care should be taught in schools. I agree. And thank you for listening in, Michelle.
1: Thank you, Michelle. Very, very important. Yes.
0: Yes. It's not taught in the education systems, and we need to bring that to the light and educate. Yes, Absolutely. ma'am. Now, Maria, what is your why that keeps you going? That is
1: such an exciting question. My why is I love helping people. And I will tell you the most fulfilling thing for me is in the beginning, people, when we start working together, are really not sure of the process. Right. It feels awkward. It's different. It's not the standard type of workout. It's slow. It doesn't make you sweat. Your heart rate is not go- going up. Your body is getting into weird positions. Once they start getting it and once they start feeling strong, once they start feeling empowered and they start telling me, oh, I have more energy, my focus is better, I feel liberated in my body, their mind slowly starts clicking, they start realizing of the connection, the body-mind connection, right? It is fascinating, so, so, so fascinating. And when I see that in them and when I see how our work together reflects into their life, that's a huge why. And I'm about to post a blog for my 2021 word and it's create. And it's I'm telling you first. <laughs> Gigi, I love it. It's create more life for me and others because I truly believe that what I'm doing creates life in terms of gives you more gives you more life on each and every second of your life. And it's so empowering to see people embrace that. I had a call with a few of my clients last week. And they each had to present each other, uh, you know themselves. And I loved how each and every one of them presented themselves as, "I am a rebel, I am a rebel." And I was like, "Oh, that speaks to my heart. Yes, you are a rebel, you know. So just seeing that, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And you know some days I'll have a rough day. You know how entrepreneurship is right? There are ups and there are downs and there are ups and there are downs. And what people usually see on social media are the ups. They don't see the tears and the scratched knees, right? And the why is this happening? But then you have a client come in and say, oh, I feel amazing. And, like, right there, you're like, you know, like, thank you. That was my sign. This is my why, right? And just giving. I had... This was maybe in the beginning of my entrepreneurship. And I was—I don't even remember what it was dealing with, a difficult situation. And I taught class and I shared with my coach. And I said, you know, every time when I'm having a crappy day, after I teach a class, like that crappiness is just gone. I feel so fulfilled, so good. And she says, "Mm, the energy of giving, right? And there is something so powerful about giving your best authentic self. Giving that, gifting that to people, right? It's empowering. And the more empowered they become, guess what? They spread that to to the community, right? They're better. They show up in their community, whether it's it's as a parent, as a colleague, as whatever their role is. They have more energy and they have different type of energy. They're more active in their life. And that's empowering because our world needs a lot of healing nowadays.
0: That's right. It needs a lot of healing. And Michelle just talked on the show about self healing. It's very important. And wow. now she says here, our bodies give us signs. It's important to make self care a priority.
1: Absolutely. It is. Our bodies never lie. If, if we just give them a chance to talk to us and we listen.
0: That's right. Yes, ma'am. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment?
1: Oh, so many of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: It's, it's fascinating. I, I find the personal growth journey fascinating. And about a month ago or so I kind of got to my next terror barrier. You know how the terror barriers kind of you skip one and you're cruising and you feel, yeah, I got this. And then you bump into the next terror barrier. And you're like, man, I thought I was done with the terror barriers, which as we know, that's never the case, right? There is always more we can grow. And now I am so aware of how my body is dealing with that. I could feel I was misaligned, I was one-sided, I could tell how my body was not firing up the way it should. I could feel the resistance in my solar plexus areas. I could like my body was like screaming with resistance, and I didn't know why. So again, I work with a lot of coaches to guide me, to help me, to teach me, right? And I went to my coach and I was like, there's something going on and I know what it is, but I have written about it, I've thought about it and got nothing, but I can feel it and I know it's there. So we kind of went through the process and I'm like, he's talking and I'm like, I've got nothing. He's talking and I'm like, I've got nothing. And then all of a sudden, Gigi, the tears just started pouring. And the big aha was that I come from a family of academia so both of my uh, parents were professors so in my childhood i was that child who loved to dance and move around and that was that was okay to do as a side gig but it was not okay to do as professional right so it was all about being good at school it was all about the grades it was all about getting a reputable job which finance job you know and i realized oh my gosh Now I'm doing what I was told, it's not an okay job. It's And now that I'm doing more online coaching, I'm, you know, spreading my word out as I'm becoming more visible, the inside of me is going, that's not safe. Like you can make it out there because that's not okay to have a job like that. So that was a huge aha moment of, wow, that story that I have from my childhood is playing in the background. And it's, it's a limiting belief, right? That, We can't do what we want to do because according to society, that's not reputable. But who says that, right? You can be rebellious and be whatever you want to be. Nobody has to tell you what you need to be. But it it takes that awareness, going back to awareness, to know that what it is that's holding you back. So that was a huge aha moment for me.
0: That's right. Now, how important is positive (gasps) self-talk?
1: Huge, 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 huge. You know how it is again in entrepreneurship you have sometimes you feel like crazy we were having that conversation with a colleague she says i feel like crazy there is one side of me that's talking here and then the other side that's talking here i was like oh girl i know exactly what you're talking about this side is going jump go and this side is going are you crazy go back right so that self-talk it takes practice right it takes practice to know that you've got everything that you need to do what you need to do and you have to repeat it right it's really programming your brain to think instead of a to think b right and it's crucial because i would tell you self talk can knock you down or pick you up it's that it's that simple so super super important mindset is tremendous and until I would say it's my entrepreneurial journey that taught me the importance of mindset. I kind of knew a little bit before, but I did not get the implications of it and how much it impacts our life until I went through my own journey.
0: That's right. Now, you talk about many challenges that that happen in your life in regards to building your own business. Talk to us about some of those experiences.
1: Well, I would say probably one of the biggest ones were personal relationships. So... I had a very good corporate job and six figure salary and benefits and all of that. And when I told my hubby that I will quit my job and be a Pilates teacher and start my career from zero, he kind of, first when I told him, he kind of was like, okay, yeah, okay. We'll get ready for that and didn't really believe me. And then a year later, I brought it up again. He said, well, we'll talk about that later. And then I said, well, in six months, I'm going to do it. And I don't think he really took me seriously I do. I sent him a text message and I said, I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was rough because he was so mad at me and I took it very personal. Right. I was like, well, he's not being of me. And our marriage took a big hit from, me. and then that was a big one. And then also relationships, people who I thought would be my mentors pulled away. Friends who I thought would be there for me didn't show up. They thought what I was doing was really cute and it didn't make sense and was not going to work. And, you know, when you're trying to do something when you're scared yourself, but you have everybody around, you kind of tell you that's never going to work. It's not really very encouraging. So it was very lonely. And I talked to people who are starting their entrepreneurship road or journey and i just tell them that is so normal just know that the people who are around you are not there to get you they they just worry about you and they want to keep you safe right they want to keep you into the comfort zone which is the things that we know it doesn't make sense to quit a corporate job and start teaching pilates but what if that's what your heart desires who says that's safe and not safe right so it was very lonely for a while and I'm very fortunate now to say I have built a tribe of people who get me, who understand my craziness, who understand the challenges. When I talk, I don't sound crazy because sometimes I share stuff with my husband and he's like, I don't know who you are. He's like, I don't know what happened to you, but completely different person. So I would say probably the relationship challenges have been some of the biggest ones. And then, like I said, When you're a control freak and perfectionist and you want to go this way and you know you're going this way, but the road is curving that way and then sharp turn and this way, that's very unsettling into the beginning. So it just teaches you to grow. It teaches you acceptance. It teaches you trust. It teaches you surrender. All of these things that now I get to coach others on.
0: That's right. You bring up a very important point in regards to really stepping into your purpose, but then having naysayers tell you, you can't do this or you can't do that and really putting limiting beliefs on you. Mm -hmm. So what is your best advice to the audience for those that may be experiencing the same exact experience that you went through?
1: Trust your intuition. If you know it in here, that this is what you should be doing, just shut, shut those naysayers around you. And I hate to say it, but some people just—you gotta let go some people of some people. It sucks. I get it. But until you get that self-talk to change, where you're like, "It doesn't matter what you say. I got this," then you can allow. But if you if you're surrounded by naysayers who make you self-doubt yourself, um, who make you not trust your decisions, who always tell you it's not going to be done, you cannot be around people like that. And I mean that in a very serious way. Because you need people who perk you up, who will support you, who will be your cheerleaders. And when you fall, they'll say, here's my hand. Just stop. Let's go. Get up. We've been all there. And, and, you know, we have to be truthful also as entrepreneurs, right? If you ever have somebody that says, oh, this is so easy, just do it. It really is not easy, right? It makes you grow in ways, in unanticipated ways. And I think if you were authentic and supportive of others that say, hey, I've been there. I have experienced that. Find people who have gone through the path, right, who have walked the journey, and you will find amazing people who will be there for you, you know, whether offering advice, whether patting you on the back and saying, you got this, whether it will push you or shove you or kick you, whatever it is that you need. Surround yourself with people who believe in you.
0: That's right. Now. Besides the naysayers that you had around you at the time you were building your business, let's talk about what you experienced there. How did it feel to really step into your purpose and pursue what you are passionate about and you followed your heart? How did that feel?
1: Amazing. Amazing. Gigi, I wake up and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm living like the life that I want to live. I mean, some days it feels so surreal. That's like, wow. And it just makes me excited. You know, like at this point, I still have people who are like mockery. How is your hobby going? My hobby is going really well. How is your job going? You know, and then they're like, oh, I've finished my vacation days. I'm like, well, my boss just takes me, gets me take time off whenever I want to, you know? So entrepreneurship is a lot of work, but along with it come perks, right? But you just have to know that I think to be a successful entrepreneur, you really need to want it. And you need to have a really solid purpose because otherwise it's, I don't think it can work.
0: Amen. Very powerful. Now, Maria, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness?
1: My best advice would be, and I will tell you this, the more authentic I am, the more I attract people and opportunities that that are what I want. And it's fascinating because it is unbelievable how hard it is to be nowadays to be authentic, right? Because there is all that noise of what we should do, what we should not do, what, how we should present ourselves, how we should not present ourselves. And it is so powerful to be ourselves. It is so liberating to just be who you are. It is so liberating to not worry about others have to say about what you're doing, and just do your thing. Um, It's an incredible experience. I'm sure you can relate just by the people that you have on your show, right? When you talk to people, you're like, you're like the perfect person for my show. Why? Because you show up authentically, Gigi, right? So your energy is attracting a lot of those same people. So it is scary to be authentic, because sometimes there could be backlash. There could be mockery, there could be whatever, but if you just say, well, this is me, and if you want, you can like me, and if you don't, you don't have to like me, but this is me, and I choose to be me. And then those people who hear your message and who can relate to it, they will come to you. Same for those opportunities, right? And then the ones that don't fit, I think it's also very empowering to know that not every person will turn out to be your friend. Not every opportunity will turn turn out to be the opportunity for you. But if you trust yourself and your instinct and your intuition, I think that's super powerful. So don't be scared to be authentic. It's a very, very empowering experience.
0: Amen. Very powerful. Be authentic. And not everyone is your friend. Very powerful. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast, Maria. I appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you?
1: So you can find me. My website is rebellious, R-E-B-E-L-L-I-O-U-S dash I-N-T-L dot com. You can also find me on Angelova. That's my last name. A-N-G-E-L-O-V-A dot my kajabi, bi.com and then you can find me on facebook rebellious int instagram rebellious and i'd love to connect with you you know the cool part is that before i used to work with people in person now i do online training as well i have online training programs so i'd love to you know it's rebellious international so no matter where in the world you are i'd love to connect with you and i can help you I would love to help anybody, however I can, because like I told you, my intention for this year is create.
0: I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Maria at rebellious hyphen international.com. And that's intl.com And thank you again, Maria. You have a blessed thank day. You,
1: thank you, Gigi. I appreciate you having me here. Have an amazing evening.
0: Likewise.